Welcome into this week's edition of Talking Ball. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined by Bobby Burton. He's subbing for Rod Babers this week. Rod's over there. Uh, will be holding a new baby soon. Uh, so Bobby's sitting in for Rod. Uh, Rod and I will be back, I think, next week. And we're going to talk about his five favorite recruits in the 24 class so far. But we thought it'd be a good time, Bobby and myself, to have a freshman check-in. A lot of impact freshmen in the 2023 class for the Longhorns. And what we're gonna we're gonna do today is we're just gonna go position by position, go right down. Uh, so we'll start at quarterback and work our way down from there. Before we start today's edition of Talking Ball and getting those freshmen, I want to talk a little bit about our newest sponsor. That's John Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. In his more than 30 years of practice, John as a CFP has been providing total wealth management services and solutions for his clients. John is a proud University of Texas graduate and has dedicated his firm to serving fellow University of Texas alumni and University of Texas employees. September is Life Insurance Awareness Month, and Longhorn Wealth provides the best in independent life insurance offerings available to protect Longhorns and their families and businesses. So to learn how Longhorn Wealth can secure life insurance protection for you and your loved ones. Give John a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. John has served 14 years as a Dallas, Texas X's board member. So University of Texas uh, graduates and followers here of On Texas Football, give Longhorn Wealth Management Group a call or, or visit longhornwealth.net. All right, Bobby, uh, let's get into this. Um, we're going to start with a guy that's going to redshirt, Arch Manning. We're going to start at quarterback, just go down the position by position. Arch Manning, our freshman check-in on Arches. We haven't seen him take a snap yet. I think Sarkeesian was hoping to get him in Rice, Wyoming, Baylor. None of that's transpired. I think the running clock rule maybe on first downs may be hurting getting a few of these freshmen a game or two and still keeping their redshirt. Uh, but Arch Manning, the plan is to redshirt this year, barring a major injury uh, to Quinn Ewers. Um, Eli Manning also redshirted. Peyton Manning played as a freshman. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Kind of what have you heard? And I'll go after you on Arch Manning so far. After seeing him in fall camp, what have we heard so far? Yeah, I've heard nothing but positives. It, it, he continues to be um, a guy that uh, the Longhorns are very happy with and excited about going forward. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that tells me that, oh, he's not what he was supposed to be or any of this other stuff. In fact, based on what I'm hearing, it's more reinforcement that he is what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the issue here now is, is going to be interesting because with Quinn Ewers playing well right now, uh, that means it looks like there's going to be a tussle. Uh, if Quinn Ewers goes on and goes pro, like some people expect him to after this season, there's going to be a tussle for that uh, starting quarterback job uh, in the spring, and I don't think there's any doubt that Arch Manning is is going to compete with uh, Malik Murphy for that job. Uh, Murphy right now, number two, but I'm, I'm telling you, if that was a true open job right now, there'd be uh, some people on both sides of that fence. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I asked a couple people in the last week about him getting prepared for a show like this, and I, I, this is what I was told by the first person. He's better than expected to be. That's saying something for a guy who was arguably the number one prospect in the country. The other one was Sunday. Uh, somebody said, oh, he's very, very good. So um, that is what I'm hearing on Arch Manning. Obviously, people know I, I, I am going to pick Arch to be the next quarterback at Texas. I know there will be a competition, but I'm going to 
go with Arch there. Running back, Bobby, Cedric Baxter, Trey Wisner. Um, obviously, Cedric Baxter's an elite talent at the position. He's been he's been nicked up. We've seen some glimpses of that. But I think what makes him elite is what we've seen. He 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 got enough of the playbook. He was mature enough. The staff was comfortable enough to walk him out there and start him at Alabama in the second game of his career. Right, let's, I, let's I mean, that's, they didn't they didn't just start him for running back, Bobby. Jerry, they didn't just start him. He had 16 or 15 touches against yep. Alabama. Yep. They and, they didn't just start him. And they put um, him out there wide in the bunch set, right? So they're trusting him with the playbook, which means this guy's checking all the mental boxes at the position. Well, I think that that was big. I think that, you know, he, he limped off the, after the first play. It looked like he re-injured re his ankle a little bit uh, or sore ankle or whatever. They put him back in. He went back in and finished the game. Uh, you know, there's a difference between – Pain and injury, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think he showed a little bit of that maturity uh, in that game. I, I just I, – I'm waiting for him to have that moment where we all go, okay, this is why he's rated the, where he was coming out of last year. Because while he had that one really nice run against Rice, he hasn't had a number of those. He's been too dinged up. Yeah. I think – and that's that's part of it. One of the more – I think that he's going to be great. And I, I think that the issue, and we've mentioned this before, that what he gives Texas is a guy that can lean on people a little bit in the pile. His his hit his two-yard run actually goes for three because he leans on people. His yeah. three-yard run goes for four, et cetera. And then he also has the speed to get out and go a little bit. So I, I think he just gives Texas such a different feel at running back than anybody else they have right now. And, and then there's Trey Wisner, okay? So Trey came in, and we wondered, is he going to be a running back? Will he eventually move the slot receiver? One thing we didn't talk about was that he was going to be a special teams demon. I mean, he's taken on the kind of a Keaton Crawford early look for Texas. And, by the way, he's up to 195 pounds. Um, we do think he's his future is at running back, or at least I do from what I'm hearing right now. But talk about, again, a mental eval by the Texas staff. You don't come in – on a team that returned a lot of guys in special teams. It was a really good kick coverage unit. And against Baylor, he's the one that makes the first hit down the field Saturday. He's had a number of plays on special teams that stand out. And Steve Sarkeesian was talking about it seven or eight days in this fall practice, and he wasn't an early enrollee. Yeah, I, I want to add this. To shard choice, I don't think he he, he recruits soft players. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. That, that. That's what it's showing to me because I look at Jarrett Gibson <laughs> and, and Christian Clark. Yeah. Hard, both of them hard nosed kids now. They'll run through contact. Um, and Trey Wisner is not necessarily built like that. Right. Right. But he plays like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that one of the surprise, pleasant surprises of the class at this point is Trey Wisner. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, but moving on to wide receiver. Um, been interesting group, very talented group. Um, let's start with obviously John Tay Cook. Uh, made the big play running the vertical against Baylor Saturday. If he doesn't trip, he probably scores on that play. Might have been an eight, what, 80 yarder. Um, he's had three catches this year, got a couple of catches against Rice, had a drop in the Wyoming game. Uh, but you feel like it's about time where he starts to kind of make his move uh, in this rotation at wide receiver. And I think Sark throwing him out there against Baylor um, on the road kind of says that. He was in on a couple of plays against Alabama, too. Obviously, people know to picture him celebrating when the ball's in the air on Xavier Worthy's uh, long TD catch. But 
uh, kind of what we've seen from John Tay Cook before we get into DeAndre Moore. Well, I, I don't know how much more he's going to get into the rotation would be yeah. the only comment I have there because right now that rotation is it's pretty darn good is what it is. They got three NFL guys out there, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, other than that, I think what he's shown is the capacity to be a number one guy, uh, which is really what matters long-term for the Longhorns, I think. Uh, splitting the safety like he did and just running by him uh, was was big time. Uh, I, I feel like he adds a, a little oomph to the passing game for Steve Sarkeesian. He's another guy they can put in the slot and run by safeties. That's Whereas, what I was going to say, Bobby. Could we see him? If you're going to run more four vertical stuff, could you see him subbed in the slot for Whittington and really where you're testing that defense vertically with A.D. Mitchell, with John Tay Cook in the slot, with Xavier Worthy, and then with J.T. Sanders? I mean, that is a different level of speed than a lot of teams can put on the field. Oh, I, t- I completely agree. And, ac- and ability. I mean, John yep. Tay runs good routes, ran that well. Uh, you know, they were uh, – Quinn hit him in stride. Beautiful yeah. throw, beautiful beautiful catch. The other two receivers, Jerry, De- DeAndre Moore Jr. and Ryan Niblett, have not seen as much time. Moore looks like he's a little ahead of Niblett right now, right? Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's what you'd expect. He came out of St. John Bosco. He's a technically advanced route runner and wide receiver. You would expect that coming from Bosco. Ryan Niblett comes from Aldine Eisenhower. Good coaching staff there, but to win games, he had to play quarterback, punt returner, punter, kick returner. Uh, running back, wide receiver. And most of the stuff they did with Niblett was horizontal quick game stuff. They didn't really have somebody to get him the ball down the field. Uh, so Ryan Niblett came in extremely raw, somewhat like, to me, Dre Bledsoe and Jamon Tapp in the 22 class. Extremely talented athletically, but also extremely raw. But what Ryan Niblett's in- impressed me, Bobby, is – we haven't seen it on the film, but that Quinn Ewers mentioned him after four fall practices. Sark came back and mentioned him a couple other times. Just hearing his name says, okay, he's flashing early on with this staff. So you have DeAndre Moore, who's very smooth, is going to be dependable. Then you have somebody who's very explosive um, in Ryan Niblett, who's definitely caught the quarterback, starting quarterback's attention and the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I like both of them long term. I just – you know, right now they're 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 in the oven baking, is my opinion. Particularly Ryan Niblett, tight ends Jerry uh, Spencer Shannon, Will Randall. I like both of those guys in certain ways. I think Shannon is going to be a Gunner Helm starter kit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, he's got the frame. He's going to be a 260, 265 pound guy. And you know, we've seen what Malik Ogbo does in the run game as kind of that pseudo tight end I think Spencer Shannon may actually grow into that and be a little bit of a receiver threat at that position in the future which could add another dimension to this Texas offense for Steve Sarkeesian because right now it was Carrick last year obviously a shorter arm guard playing that position Malik Ogbo who has tremendous feet but he's still an offensive lineman playing that position if you actually have a guy that's a bigger version of Gunnar Helm out there that could play that role and also, you could mix them in, in the passing game a little. That gives you another dimension to your offense. Then Will Randall, for me, Bobby, seeing him in high school. Will Randall, if he maximized, absolutely maximized his potential, would remind me of Andrew Beck a little bit. And I know Andrew Beck came out of plant as a linebacker, but he quickly 
flipped over to H-back tight end. Will Randall was one of those guys in high school that played every special team. He played outside backer. He played off the ball backer. Um, he was a tight end. He was their go-to receiver. So he's a guy that Isidore Newman put a lot on his plate, and he was able to absorb all that information and take it to the field. He never came off the field until he tore his ACL. Uh, so that's a guy that I'm, I'm interested to see how he's bounced back well off his injury, what they do with him in the spring, what is kind of his role going to be, uh, because he will have some positional versatility value down the line for this staff. Uh, Bobby, offensive line is gonna, it's a little probably harder for us to talk about now. Uh, Trevor Goosby, obviously a guy that Steve Sarkeesian's mentioned uh, as a, when he was talking about player development and kind of some of the freshman guys on Monday's press conference. Uh, Trevor Goosby, I mean, look, he's, he gets number two left tackle reps in practice. Cam Williams is technically the number two left tackle. But when Cam Williams comes in at right tackle late in the game, Trevor Goosby is your second team left tackle. So he's a guy that I think succeeded expectations early on. Then you absolutely. have guys. Go absolutely. Ahead, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he was the guy that came in when Malik Murphy went in with the, the second team offense. Trevor Goosby was their second team left tackle. Cam Williams had come in a, a series before for Christian Jones uh, and, and was still playing right tackle. Neto was the at uh, left guard. Connor Robertson, Jerry, at center at that time. But Goosby is the guy that's kind of, I would say, the surprise of this group. Uh, behind the scenes, I'm told they really like Jaden Chapman yes. as well, a uh, young man from the clean area. Uh, those two offensive linemen may be standing out right now, uh, I think, from the group. Yeah, and then you have, uh, obviously, Connor Stroh, Andrew Kojo, uh, and Peyton Kirkland in that group, that 23 signees. Interesting, Andre Kojo didn't turn 17 till after he enrolled in the spring of his senior season, what would have been his senior year, I should say. Um, and I actually ran into uh, some family members before the uh, uh, Wyoming game. Uh, Stroh family, uh, Kojo family, and Chapman family were all kind of together in an area. And I can tell you all three are very happy with their experience at Texas right now. And all of them understand the development part of the position where their kids are playing. Uh, but like you said, Bobby, we hear some really good things about Jaden Chapman that athleticism and his versatility. Uh, again, want to take a second for our sponsor of Talking Ball. That is John Donovan, president of Longhorn Wealth Management Group. Uh, in his more than 30 years of practice, John, as a CFP, has been providing total wealth management services and solutions for his clients. John is a proud UT grad and has dedicated his firm to serving his fellow UT alumni and UT employees. September is Life Insurance Awareness Month, and Longhorn Wealth provides the best in independent life insurance offerings available to protect Longhorns and their families and businesses. So to learn how Longhorn Wealth can secure life insurance protection for you and your loved ones, give John a call at 972-707-4900 or visit longhornwealth.net. John is a certified financial planner and chartered retirement planning counselor and he's earned the Million Dollar Roundtable Award from the industry multiple times. Again, John Donovan, thank you to him and Longhorn Wealth Management Group. All right, Bobby, shifting gears to defense. Uh, defensive line, Sadir Mitchell. A guy who, you know, he had a good spring game at the end. I think he's still working on the maturity part of football um, and really 
that developmental piece, being mature in your development. Uh, but Sark mentioned him as having his best week of practice last week leading up to the Baylor game. Yeah, so he I sure did. You, you caught that too. I, yeah, I he, that. he mentioned him today in, in uh, his press conference. And, Jerry, I look, his body is going to be reshaped and reformed, but he's got the mass yes, uh, and the style of body that's just going to be able to plug the middle, uh, hopefully, for the Longhorns over the long haul. That's what he has that maybe only Tavondre Sweat is the only other person on the on the roster that is similarly situated, right? Yeah. And so you got to get out of him where Texas eventually got Tavondre Sweat. And that doesn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And it takes time. And look, for a kid who's always been a dominant player on Fridays, um, his – Ability to be patient is going to be tested this year. He's going to have some more. He's going to have adverse situations throughout the year, and how he responds to that and how he develops through that is going to be so key for him uh, headed into the spring of his freshman year at Texas. Obviously, because he's going to be a key part, piece for Texas for the next two or three years, and uh, so his development this year is so key uh, for the Longhorns. Uh, Bobby Edge, I think, is interesting because Colton Vossi was the highest rated guy, right? Billy Walton was a little bit under the radar with that edge group. Vosick's, I think, been dinged up. At the end of spring practice, in early in fall practice, he's been dinged up, hasn't been able to stay 100%. Um, Billy Walton, though, may be one of the surprises for the staff right now and how he's come on not being an early enrollee but already being good enough to where he's seen the field in a couple of blowout situations. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he's – I mentioned Trey Wisner maybe as a surprise – Trevor Goosby as a surprise, a pleasant surprise right now. I think you can add Billy Walton to the pleasant surprise group, yeah. uh, along with one other guy we'll mention later. But uh, I feel like he's a player long-term for the Longhorns that that has the mental makeup a little bit that we've been talking about. Uh, that's a big one. Vosick, it's just unfortunate uh, because there was a chance that he was going to play a little bit. Yes. Uh, you know, and so uh, we'll see exactly where they end up with these two guys, but uh Right now, I would absolutely chalk up Billy Walton as a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and, and again, with Vosick, similar to Sadir Mitchell, now it's about having some patience, working through it, it's some adversity with injury. Uh, obviously, he has somebody really good to talk to, his father, defensive line coach at Westlake. They can kind of keep you grounded and help you through some of these situations where you want to be on the field and you're watching your teammates, but you're not on the field with them. You're on the sidelines watching Ethan Burke and some of those guys play. Connor Robertson get playing time. But uh, Vosick, extremely high ceiling there. We'll see uh, see how he does once he gets back healthy. Linebacker's interesting to me, Bobby, because there's five of them. And a couple of those guys were considered maybe edge slash linebackers when they were signed to Celia Kana and Darian and Gillette. We're going to start there because they're kind of that hybrid guy who's playing linebacker now. Obviously, we'll talk about Leona LaFowle. So Samaje Burrell and Anthony Hill to start a group in a second. But what have we heard to Celia Kana, Darren Gillette? Gillette coming off the ACL, has been back practicing. He was in for the spring, was limited in the spring, been full contact through the fall. And now to Celia Kana, not an early enrollee, but in he, I guess he's third team at one of the linebacker spots right now. I look, I think that I think that Darian Gillette is is maybe the guy. Of all of these groups of, of the, the the ones I want to see some action with is Darian Gillette because just from what I hear, he's an explosive athlete. Yeah. Um, and 
he needs to find a home, right? And what's that going to be? Is it going to be edge? Is it going to be linebacker? We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the Texas staff knows exactly yet either. Uh, they're kind of waiting on that to, to occur himself. As far as Akana is concerned, they already kind of know what he's going to be. He's that edge hybrid yeah. uh, overhang linebacker probably. Um, and so uh, given that, uh, he's he's a little further along in his development, a little bit higher uh, and more experienced player, to be fair, because uh, Darian missed his entire senior year, if you recall. Um, I just feel like those are two really good prospects. Uh, Galette has a little something special to him. Yeah. I think Akana is more ready-made, if that makes sense. And that's the... That's going to be the uh, the the question mark, right? Is where how does that all fit together? How does that all piece together? I will say this: there's a number of linebackers. The, the fact that Texas right now is playing five linebackers regularly against Baylor, they played Jet Bush, yep, uh, Jalen Ford, David Benda, Maurice Blackwell, I mean, Anthony and, and Anthony Hill, yep, each I think twenty at least twenty plays, so. Texas may have signed a lot of linebackers, but they've got they're playing a lot of linebackers right now, a lot of snaps. So it's a uh, it's interesting. Uh, those two guys are, are 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 two of the more unknowns, along with Samaje Burrell. I mean, I want to see how he takes to to college football as well, because I thought he might be the next guy at, at middle linebacker and not Leonga Lafau. But yeah. Lafau came in already advanced a little bit. Samaje came in after, just a little bit different. So, well, uh, and when Samaj when Samaje was going to be an early enrollee, I thought he would come in and that would accelerate his curve. When he decided not to do that, I think it set him back a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting. But Samaje, pound for pound, I mean, he's not the athlete Gillette is, but he's probably the number two athlete of that group. I mean, he's very blessed athletically. Uh, Darren Gillette, to your point, is interesting because again, I, I'm kind of putting him with Ryan Niblett, Jare Bledsoe, Jamon Tapp, Darren Gillette at the small town for Marlin. He had to play everywhere. He played quarterback, linebacker, edge, safety, wide out, running back. This is the first time in his life he's concentrated on one singular position, and that's a pretty steep learning curve for a guy. But I think it's perfect timing for him coming off the knee injury, having some upperclassmen in front of him, so it allows Texas to give him time to develop. Uh, we hit on Samaje Burrell. Let's talk about Leon LaFowle and then Anthony Hill. Obviously, Anthony Hill, star in the making. Um, I, I think we knew early on when Sark at a press conference in the fall, uh, in fall camp, said we, he, we, he's an off-the-ball linebacker, but we have packages for him off the edge. And I think both of us kind of said our antennas went up and said this guy can handle a lot mentally because he hasn't even played a college game yet. Oh, and there were some commentators saying, well, th he should be, they should be working him at off-ball linebacker. He needs to be an off-ball linebacker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Bull. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is just such a... He needs to play where he can affect the game. Yeah. That's what he is. He's a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, and that's you said star in the making. I'm fine with that categorization. I just think he's a playmaker. Yeah. You get playmakers in the game when and how you can. And if it's a simple package of rushing the passer, you do it. I mean, he did it on uh, Saturday night against Baylor, and he came out and, and had a tackle on a screen pass that I didn't I mean, I didn't even see develop. I don't me and Rod Babers were talking about it. Neither one of us saw it develop, but Anthony Hill did. Um, and so I, I think you get, look, Anthony Hill's going to make a lot of money playing football. I'll just, uh, I don't know how else to tell you guys that. And he's going to be, he'll, he will go down as a great Longhorn linebacker in my opinion. And, and, and when you say measure instincts, it's Anthony Hill, it's Jalen Ford and it's Jalen Catalan instinctively stand out amongst on amongst a really good defensive team to me. I mean, those three guys are showing different level instincts on the football field. Um, I, no, I want to say this. Yeah. So Jordan Hicks. Yes. Uh, Emmanuel Acho, Rod McElroy, all Keenan good Robinson. Keenan yeah. Robinson. Keenan Robinson's all good linebackers. Yep. Anthony Hill's ahead of where those guys were. No question. So let's just – and I think Jordan Hicks is still collecting the paycheck. Yes. So the only one that I've seen in my time – at Texas. Now I wasn't back when Nobus and all those other guys has been Derek Johnson and Anthony Hill. So that's high cotton. Yes. Yes. And uh, Leung LaFowle, a guy who, again, now we've seen what Jalen Ford does in coverage and we're not saying LaFowle is going to be that level because there won't be another linebacker for a long time that plays the pass as far as a playmaker like Jalen Ford. But LaFowle's shown instincts in pass coverage. He's shown the ability to turn and run. I think he, I think there was one similarity to Jalen Ford early on. I think the game moves pretty slow for him peripherally, moving things and moving in front of his face. He doesn't get jumpy. He's calm in coverage. I guess calm in coverage is maybe a new term for a linebacker to use. But Jalen Ford is calm in coverage. I think we've seen that out of LaFowle too, and he's not scared to stick his head in there. Yeah, and he just needs to get some more awareness of the college game. Yeah. Um, you know, th- I think that's a big thing for a lot of these freshmen. Uh, he got caught on an option route once where he let the he let the the he turned the running back loose and should have stayed with the running back. And the, you know, he, he's had freshman issues, but the thing I like about him is he get he's getting time. Yeah. Right now. And so that tells me that the coaches, the coaches like him. Does that make sense? They they yep. see something in him. Hey, let's put some time and effort this way. Um, and so I, I think his his future is well ahead of him. Uh, thankfully, they don't need him right now because I don't think he's 100% ready. But they have Jet Bush. They have Jalen Ford. They have, I mean, they have some numbers. Uh, but I think that this offseason, we've talked about it being a time for guys like Dre Bledsoe, et cetera. One of the guys they're going to pour a lot of time into this offseason is Leonga LaFowle, in my opinion. No doubt. With Jalen Ford departing to the NFL, that is a great statement there, Bobby Burton. Safety, we're going to combine safety and star. Um, Derek Williams, I'm going to go with another star in the making there. Um, and Jelani McDonald, one of the surprises, even though it's just showing up on special teams because he wasn't an early enrollee. Neither, were Derek, well, neither was Derek Williams. I believe if Derek Williams had been an early enrollee, he may have been 
I'm not going to say he would have been starting, but I think he'd have been the number three safety right now. I think he would have been the number three safety right now, and he may end up being that in a couple, three weeks anyways, the rate he's going. But Derek Williams, huge upside. Jelani McDonald, huge upside. But what those guys are, and Bobby, you've mentioned it, taller, longer, rangier athletes than what Texas has been playing at the safety and star position. Uh, I'm very interested to see Jelani's development this uh, spring at that position. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. Jelani McDonald is such an enigma to me because I don't know, is he going to end up being a linebacker? I mean, when he got recruited, you saw a safety. You saw a star position guy. You saw a guy that potentially could be a receiver. I mean, you saw a lot of different things with that guy because he's just, he's got ball skills. He's got feet. He's got moxie, I think, is another thing you mentioned. How he played different positions and everything, different sports as well. Um, He's another guy that you got a, a little bit like Darian Gallette, in my opinion. Find out what he really is. Get him in there. Let him absorb. See if he really is the guy. Because, I mean, there's other guys in there at star, too, that are pretty good. I mean, Austin Jordan and Jalen Gilbo, pretty good ball players. Here's a question, Bobby, I have. We were watching the Baylor game, and when they went to a traditional 4-3, they took the star off the field, Jade Barron. If Jelani McDonald stays at star and is a poor man's Isaiah Simmons, you can just roll him into linebacker and you still have five DBs on the field, but also have three linebackers on the field. Your defense could go to another level if he can fill a role like that. Well, that's what they do in a lot of the SEC. Yep. They have the guys that are the bigger safeties play star as opposed to guys that can turn and run. And the, the Big 12, you can't do that. You have to have guys that can turn and run like Jade Barron, right? Yeah. Um, and so that'll be interesting as they move how they use that star position going forward because run support is going to be critical uh, in the SEC. Uh, Derek Williams, obviously, I think we both just agree. I don't know what else we can say. He's got the feet of a corner. He's 6'2 and a half, 190. He plays downhill. He can play in coverage. Um, he plays, he'll make plays on special teams if he's in there. Uh, again, playmaker. Playmaker and future high draft pick if he stays healthy. You know what he did? He sat on that route on third down, uh, on, and he just sat and watched it transpire and then reacted on that tight end for Baylor on Saturday night. And I was like, mm, a lot of guys don't do that at his age. Yeah. And so, again, it's one thing to be that big, that fast, that quick. It's another thing to see it and then do something about it. That's where Anthony Hill, Derek Williams, they separate, in my opinion. They, they don't just see things. They see it and do something about it and have the ability to. So uh, very, very impressed early on because safety is not an easy position. No. It's certainly not coming without going in through spring ball. That's right. Uh, That's right. Uh, yeah. Last position with this true freshman class that we're going to talk about, corner. I think maybe my biggest surprise of the freshman class and he was ranked top 50 in the country, still maybe Manny Muhammad, uh, Malik Muhammad. And I say that because if if he was thrown into a starting role right now, I think he would more than hold his own. I, I, I think he's playing behind Ryan Watts, but if something happened with Ryan Watts and Texas said, all right, Manny, you're the starter, I think he would more than hold his own as a true freshman at corner in Power 5 football. I think that's hard to do. I think he's proven to be a technician, 
But where, where he stepped up was in high school, it's easy to come and play and run force, right? And, and take a guy's knees out, clip a guy at his feet, make a big hit occasionally. But he was doing it early on in, this, in the spring and in fall camp in run support. And then he's shown a little bit more ability to stay attached vertically than maybe I gave him credit for. So he has maybe been my biggest surprise because I do think he's starter level right now at corner. Uh, closing speed. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to be able to come out of your, your uh, a receiver cuts, makes a cut and makes a break. You've got to then as your defense, as a defensive back to accelerate out of the cut. And he does that better than any other cornerback on the roster right now. And he's a freshman. Yeah. Um, part of that is because you don't teach that necessarily. I mean, you try to but it's still a little bit of God-given, right? Um, and that's what he has. Now, long speed, he's not as fast as Gavin Holmes. No. Just put that out there. But he is impressive, in my opinion, in that regard. And I think he feels coverage pretty good, too. Like, he knows not to get beat over the top. Right. And he's a guy that came in at around 173 pounds. And the, the player development, Tory Beckton, everything Sark talked about in his Monday press conference, he's – 187, 188 pounds now. Just hope he doesn't get too big long-term. Need to watch that, but yep. I agree with you. Warren Roberson, another guy that was not an early enrollee, but Sarks talked about – he talked about early in fall camp, has that competitive winner's DNA, competitive spirit about him. I think that's really impressive Texas staff. I think the most impressive thing to me, though, Bobby, is he was recruited and he was labeled as a safety. He's played more corner than anything since he's been at Texas. Now, where will he go this spring? I don't know that. But the fact that they felt comfortable enough to train him at corner says something about his athletic ability and his hips that maybe was questioned a little bit coming out of high school. If I could, if I, there, there is a story that I, I'll relate here. Uh, you know, there were two or three guys that when they came in in the summer uh, and they came back from the summer or whatever and were back ready to go, Warren Roberson was one of the first one players on the team said, holy cow, this dude's an athlete. Now that is saying something among this group that we all just went down. Right. I mean, literally there, there may be seven, eight NFL players in that group that we just talked about. Okay. Warren Roberson was one of the two or three that, that the team was talking about, you know? And so I I don't know where I, to your point, I don't know where he, where he ends up. Uh, similar to uh, Darian Gallette and Jelani McDonald, but football players tend to find a way to the field. Yes, they um, do. and so I think I think this offseason we'll we'll figure out what that exactly means for Warren Roberson uh, and the Longhorns. Yeah. Hey, hey Jerry, I got to say this. I mean, yeah. we talk about we're checking in with freshmen. That's right. I, I I agree. I'm, I'm happy we did that. I just want to look at the uh, portal. Yes. Two starters, out of, or three starters out of the portal. Jalen Catalan, starter at safety. A.D. Mitchell, starter at wide receiver. Ryan St- Sanborn, starter at punter. Gavin Holmes, Trill Carter. Everybody's playing. Yes. Okay? They didn't lose anybody, realistically, to the portal. Correct. Um, hidden within all these recruiting class rankings. To my knowledge, I don't think Texas was ranked in the top five or ten in recruiting rankings in the portal or whatever, from anybody. I, I would have to go back and check. My point being, 
you get you add a team that had as much talent as Texas, and you add three starters plus two heavy rotation guys. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah, it's not just winning in recruiting, and these guys are growing up as freshmen. I mean, Gavin Holmes and Trill Carter have more years after this one. That's right. That's They're not right. going to be one-year guys. And, and Trill Carter hasn't even been healthy since he's yes. been here. But I he's mean, playing. You saw playing. As, play the, as the season wears on, yep. he's gotten healthier, and he's starting to get more reps. Yeah, I mean, look. honorable mention all Big, Tw- Big Ten player last year is a two-year player for Texas and plays a key role this year and will take over probably a, a very key starter role next year. Uh, that's a great point, Bobby. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about a special promotion on Inside Texas. If you're a member here, if you watch on Texas football, go over to Inside Texas. Promo code is OTFIT23. $1 for two months. You must select the monthly offer. If you're a, a, a somebody who comes on Texas football, listens to what we do, and you're not a member of Inside Texas, got to go over and give Inside Texas uh, an opportunity right now. 300-plus content items a month at Inside Texas, fastest-growing Texas site in the market. Uh, that's recruiting. That's team coverage, uh, what have you, basketball recruiting coverage. A lot of news coming soon on that end as well. So, again, if you're not a member of Inside Texas, get over to IT. Use promo code OTFIT23. $1 for two months. Must select the monthly offer. All right, Bobby, before we wrap it up here, uh, again, this is Talking Ball. Bobby Burton sitting in for Rod Babers, who's about to be uh, cradling a baby here soon. Um, We've been to freshman check-in. Overall grade, let's give an overall grade for this freshman class so far. I think it's a little – but I'm going A because – I'm going to go A because what did we see? Nine of those guys play. Anthony Hill's made huge plays. Jontae Cook's now made a big play. Cedric Baxter started the first two games, started at Alabama. Manny Muhammad's made plays and is playing every game. Derek Williams is starting to play more. Um, it's hard when you look at an experienced team like Texas has. How many of these guys are pushing the play? How many of these guys have made key plays in big games? I think nine freshmen, have, true freshmen, have played so far this year, maybe ten. It's hard to not give these guys an A early on and see what happens this spring. Let's count that up because I think it's actually more like 14 or 15 have played. That actually got on the field. Yeah, that actually got on. Now, rotation is different. Like, right. I'm counting Ryan Niblett who played two or three snaps. Right. And we'll keep his red shirt, Trevor Gooseby, but got yeah. on the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get my point. Um, yep. You know, my point, I, I, I'm giving it an A because yep. I think all of what we just wrote, and said, I think uh, the best player in that group hasn't hit the field yet. <laughs> I think you're right. That's that. Look, everything I hear behind the scenes is Arch Manning is legit. Yeah. So take what you want. I mean, Anthony Hill is going to be a great Longhorn. I'm just telling you guys. Yeah. Derek Williams has that chance. Malik Muhammad has that chance. A uh, number of other guys. Cedric Baxter. I, I'm just telling you. Uh, a quarterback is a different position and a different breed. Uh, and if you get a 1-1 draft pick at quarterback, it changes things. Yeah, no doubt. And let's think about this for this freshman class. It's hard to come in 
to a team that's ranked number three in the country, that 10 starters back on offense, a number of starters back on defense, and make an impact as a class. And they've done that. So these are guys that mentally have been prepared, not just athletically. They came in mentally prepared. They've The mental evaluations by Steve Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian and the staff in this class right now are an A++. Uh, so for Bobby Burton, this is Jerry Hamilton. This has been this week's edition of Talk and Ball. Uh, in looking at the freshman class, checking in on those guys a quarter way through the season. We'll be back again next week. We're going to get Rod Baber's five favorite commitments in the 24 class and maybe the, his favorite uncommitted prospect as well. Uh, so for Bobby, this is Jerry. Thank you for tuning in.